I'm guessing you might have taken a personality test or two. Through work, curiosity, part of a program when you were in school, whether it's the Meyer-Briggs, the Enneagram, DISC, or one of the various others, there's lots of different measures people have created to help us learn a little more about ourselves. I'm intrigued by each and every one of these. I'm not looking for cookie cutters. I'm all about tools that can help us have different ways of looking at ourselves, our experiences, and about the way we react to things. This is why I was so excited to connect with today's guest, Megan Siemens, and learn about her expertise in human design. Welcome to The Grit Show, growth on purpose. I'm glad you found us. I'm Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm honored to be leading you on today's journey as part of this community growing together as seekers and thrivers. Today, we're going to talk more about human design and living on purpose. I'm sure you already know that living on purpose is something we care deeply about on The Grip Show, something we'll talk about often. Human design is a newer concept. It was just a term I'd heard in passing. I like the sound of it, though. I walked into it with a completely blank slate, and I hope you do as well. Even if you don't connect with exactly how your profile is determined, I think there's a lot to be gained in learning about the various types and seeing what speaks to you, especially for the way Megan shares it. Megan is a certified energy coach and human design guide. She's a creator of Rooted and Wild, which you get to hear a little more about. She supports people to tap into their magic and confidently lead their life without people pleasing, fear, or doubt standing in their way. Thank you so much for being here today, Megan. I'm so excited. I've been so excited all week for this conversation. Yay! I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm also excited because we squeezed this adventure in because Megan is about to go on an even bigger adventure. Do you want to share with us where you're headed next week? I am. I have my one-way ticket booked over to Scotland with little to no plans and... (laughs) We'll just see where the adventure takes me. (laughs) That is a great way to do it. I love it. And as we get to know her better, we're going to learn how that folds into her fabulous philosophy. So where are you today? Where are you talking to us from? Right now I'm in sunny Orlando, Florida. Nice. Uh, Yes. Trading the sunshine for the unpredictable Scottish weather. (laughs) There you go. Well, it's getting to be a little too warm, probably. It's intense. (laughs) Good time to trade. I'm sure when it comes like next February, you'll be wondering what it's like in Orlando. But right now, it's not a bad time to trade. That's right. (laughs) We had a brief conversation before we started and Megan got to learn that I know nothing about human design. And so I am very excited about this conversation because I am learning right along with all of you about human design and how it connects with being able to live on purpose and how it connects to all of us. So Megan, why don't you share with us? Get us started. Teach us about human design. I love it. So human design is literally the study of differentiation. So how all human beings are different. So there's actually 2 billion different configurations of a human design chart, right? Wow. I know. Yes, that's a lot. That's definitely different than the personality charts. Yes. I've yet to see two charts that are the same and I kind of love it. That's what made me fall in love with human design because it really has this way of bringing your unique contrasts in where I was taking all these personality tests and I would say I was an introvert on like Myers-Briggs, but then my astrology is Leo. And so I'm like, how do I put those together? Like, how am I this bold (laughs) Leo, but also this introvert? And 
every time I took the Enneagram, I tested as something different. And so I was so confused. Oh, yes. And human design really brings these contrasts in and it shows me how all of those results and the personality tests and different modalities, they're correct for me. Human design just brought in those contrasts and showed me how they can all weave together. And so really what it is, is it's your energetic blueprint. It shows you how your energy is made to show up with the least amount of resistance and the most amount of ease. I sound like a broken record in my human design sessions because I'm like, it's all about the most amount of ease. I'm just constantly weaving that in. It's it's such a gift. And it just, it's like a permission slip. It's like coming back home. It's never brand new information. It's like a coming back home to, oh yeah, that's me. Like I can feel that. So how it pulls that is from your birthday, time, and location. So it never changes. It's really your soul's essence. And it pulls from different modalities you've likely heard of before, like astrology, the chakra system, the ancient I Ching, Kabbalah, and some quantum physics to bring together your human design. That's amazing. So how long? Because it's a buzzword that I've heard mm-hmm. at least the last few years, but I'm guessing it's been around a lot longer than that. So the system came together actually in the 80s, so Uh not too long. However, of course, all of the different modalities that kind of come into play are ancient wisdoms. So yeah. So when did you stumble onto it? How did you come to be connected to human design and learn all about it? Yeah. So I kind of, the first time I found human design, I was like, nah, that's not for me. Like (laughs) A little too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. When I felt, I was like, my birthday, like you can't tell me anything about me by just my birthday. And I kind of like fought it for a bit. <laughs> yes. Well, and the location. Cause I'm like, so if my mom would have been traveling mm-hmm. when I was born, I'd be a different person. Tell me more. <laughs> yes. All the birthday, time, location, it all can shift what shows up in your design, especially in those kind of smaller layers. There's kind of the main layer you'll usually hear about in your human design is your human design type. And that's definitely something we can talk about today. And then there's so many small layers underneath that. If you're born in a different location, if you're born in a different hour, it's all about how the energy was moving through the universe at that time in that location. Yeah. It's it's a little mystical. It's a little wild. And (laughs) the more I sit with people, have those moments of like, oh, yes that's me. The more I'm like, okay, it it doesn't have to fully make sense. It just, (laughs) it just feels, yes, exactly. Exactly. So I fought it for a while. And a lot of clients kept asking me, do you know about this human design thing? Have you heard of this human design thing? Can you tell me about it? And so the more and more and more nudges I got, the more I was like, okay, let me look into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you insist, I'll learn about this. And Mm -hmm. I love it because she both talked about how wild it is, but it's also rooted in science. And later mm. on, we're going to learn that she has a program that's rooted in wild that totally connects that. Thank She's you. even better than she realizes it all comes together. So, and because I hadn't heard of it, I've heard mm-hmm. of human design, had no clue it was connected to my birth date and to where I was born and the time that I was born. I knew my birthday. I knew where I was born, but the time of my birth is a question mark. So we tried, I called my dad and got his voicemail. And my partner actor sent me a note that he did not successfully find my birth certificate, but he's an angel because he went looking for it. And my desk is a scary place, so (laughs) he did not find it successfully. But we tried to do that. I'm now intrigued, so I'm going to have to definitely find out for sure from Megan what mine is because I'm intrigued by this now, too. I want to find how it all fits together. 
So with your clients, is that usually your first step is to get that information and start from there in your conversations with them? It is. Yes. I love tapping into a client's human design. That's always going to be the first session we have, the first thing we dive into, because then we can weave it through our entire coaching series. And like I was saying at the beginning, if a client's asking me, can I do this or can I be this or can I try this strategy? My answer is always going to be yes. Now let's find the most life-affirming, most easeful pathway for you to do so. Let's find how your energy wants to move with that idea. Amazing. You haven't heard all this stuff, the background for this podcast, but that's kind of the point is helping people find how to move with Mm. ease. I love that you use that because that was a word I was using before. Because again, we want to thrive. But part of this is about the people. We've had our challenges. We've exercised our muscles. We've shown we can get through the things. Yeah. We want to get to a place where we can stop pushing so hard and trying so hard and being up against things and to kind of Mm -hmm. just move with things and have things fall into place a little bit more. And this is about finding Mm -hmm. the path that is the right path, that things are in alignment and you're able to flow with ease into what you're doing and what your goals are. So that's really what this helps guide. Yeah, absolutely. It is truly magical to witness someone drop away from that conditioning, how they've been living through someone else's energy or through someone else's story and really fully embody their design. It's such a gift. And one of the biggest things that drew me into this system when I finally was like, okay, I'll look. (laughs) Yes. So everybody listening right now, I'm sure somebody is like, um, somebody else's story. Yeah. Living someone else's story. I can totally identify with that. Yeah. In fact, I can hear that voice in my head right now of whose yeah. story I'm living that I didn't even realize I was living because I'm so busy doing it. I don't even realize where it's coming from sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So for you in your own life, do you have some examples of what blocks you've been able to shift and move because you've been living in your design and better understand that? Yeah, absolutely. So I can share a little bit about the five types in human design, which is that first layer. And that was really one of the first things that supported me to shift out of some of those stories and to get in alignment with my energy. So I found out I was a projector in human design and Mm -hmm. projectors are really known for being these guides with like this bird's eye view perspective and really here to offer that wisdom out into the world. And they're also not here to do all the doing. So projectors Mm. are here to do their work in this block that feels really good for them and then take rest, have spaciousness for a projector they're not meant to like go, 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 go all the time. And for me coming home to that, knowing of how I was trying to go, 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 keep up in my business, like keep trying all the new strategies and bouncing around to all these different things. And like, oh, that strategy worked for this person. So I'm going to try it too. And I have to go faster and hustle harder. And when I could finally let go of that and see how spaciousness actually was my going fast, how spaciousness Ah. actually created a fast pace for me, it really opened my eyes up to like a new way of expressing myself, particularly in my business, but it's definitely showed up in other ways too. Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) So do you want to talk more about the other four Yeah. So we have our projectors, like I just shared guide bird's eye view. They're called non-energy types. Don't love that language because a lot of people are often like when they find out I'm a projector, they're like, you have so much energy. And it's not so much about (laughs) having no energy. It's just about knowing how to use it. Yeah. yeah, And knowing where where it's coming from in particular, because Mm. projectors can really get energized from other people, places, spaces, opportunities. And so noticing when you're operating from like your alignment, 
mind state versus like, oh, I'm just trying to operate like someone else. So then we have our generators. Generators are really here to find the work they love doing and fully love doing it. There is nothing like a generator who's fully lit up. And when a generator is fully lit up and satisfied with what they're doing, it gives energy to other people around them. And it also makes them super magnetic. So generators are really here to be these creative beings who do have the capacity to, once they find their thing, to like go. And please do not interrupt a generator when they are in (laughs) their flow. Because that's a big no-go for them. Generators are really, they have this powerful internal creative energy and creative energy outside the box of anything you know about being creative. It's just Uh doing what you love doing and being in that thing that fully lights you up. Once you're in that flow, you are just in it. And so for a generator to feel like fully satisfied with the day, that looks like using up their energy in a way that feels fully satisfying for them and going to bed feeling like super complete and nourished with how they've used their energy. Yeah. Oh, Which that's is awesome. Potentially the type we think you are. We'll yeah. find out soon. I know. I'm so intrigued, especially because again, like the time that we had, it's like, it might be the complete opposite, but that definitely sounds completely like me, but then like spacious <laughs> Yes. I'm so curious. Yeah. Keep going. I want to hear about the rest of them. This is exciting. Yes. And you brought up a good point there. Cause like, yes, we all need spaciousness. We all need to be lit up. So if you're a projector and you're like, wait, shouldn't I be lit up? Like it, like a generator is yes, absolutely. And like generators who are like, wait, I need breaks and spaciousness. Absolutely. It's more about getting in alignment. Like for a generator, if you're not doing what lights you up, like majority percent of the time, mm-hmm. you're going to drain that vital life force energy out and we're going to feel it. Like yes. you can feel when a generator is not doing the things they love doing and yes. it like closes off a little bit and you can feel when a projector is so drained out. So it's about getting to know your energy for sure. So next we have manifesting generators. Manifesting generators are kind of like our multi-passionate people. They are like, they're fast movers, like our generators, and they're really finding clarity through their process. So once a manifesting generator finds what their yes is, they're meant to go with that yes and hold as many yeses as possible for them. So a lot of manifesting generators have been told their whole life that they're like flaky or frantic because they're going around trying all the things and like doing a lot of different things all at once. And that is truly how their energy is meant to show up and shine. They are meant to hold as many yeses as possible for them and move with that process fast. Whenever I sit with a manifesting generator, I'm always like, what are we doing? Where's the excitement? Like what adventure are we going on? I can feel that buzz of we're like doing things and we're doing them quick. (laughs) Yes. And they're often told, no, you need to focus here. You need to go in just one direction. You need to niche. You need to just do this. Stop trying to do all the things. Just do this one thing. And that's completely against the grain for them. And that's so exciting for them to be validated on where their flow is. That's exciting. Yeah. You like hit the nail on the head of all the stories that any manifesting generator (laughs) I've ever sat with has been told. You need to find one thing. You need to find your one thing, whether it's when they're going through university and they're trying to find their major or like in business and they need to niche. like you're so spot on. And so letting go of that and just letting yourself operate in non-linear path is so important for the manifesting generator. Yeah. Uh, It's so exciting for people to feel validated in where they are and who they are because there's so much fighting against those things. Keep going. This is fun. I like hearing about this. Tell me more. 
We have two more types. So we have the manifester. Manifestors are here to be bold, unapologetic, and they are here to make impact. Manifestors are here to initiate. So they really get the ball rolling for us. And they're here to like bring these big ideas and new ways of doing things mm-hmm. alive. And they don't necessarily love doing all the doing. They like to bring it alive. And then it can be really supportive for them to have people who can support that process. But they're like here, they're ready to go and they're ready to do the thing. And their energy can feel quite intimidating to other people because they're quite protective with their energy. Manifestors Mm -hmm. are known for being lone wolves. And that Mm -hmm. certainly doesn't mean that they don't need people in their life. They just operate in a really like independent way. Like the manifestor child is the one who's left the building and you're like, where have they gone? What has happened? (laughs) They're like... (laughs) They are on the go. Yes. My brother my brother was a manifester and it always cracks me up because he was almost born in a parking lot. And I feel like from the time of his birth, he was like, I am here and I am ready to do things. Let's do it. Yeah, try to keep up. You do need to keep up though, but I'm going. So yes, keep up. That's, that is- that's awesome. And so that awareness that they do need people to help with some of the things back here, but not telling them where to go and not directing them, but to keep up so that all the things get done in that path. Yes. Yeah, certainly. Control can be a huge like theme and shadow for the manifester. If they feel really controlled, they're likely going to fall into this place of anger and feel like the world is just like constantly pushing against them. And another really important thing for a manifester is to inform as they're going so that they can create some of that peace in their spaces and environments and opportunities that they're creating so that we're all not just like, where did they just go? Like, what just happened? Like, (laughs) we're in the know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I think I'm not going to start saying who I think I know is like that, but I think that I might know somebody who's like that. So, yes. Okay. give Give us the fifth type. Yep. The last type, these are our reflectors and reflectors actually only make up 1% of the population. So they're quite quite rare birds and they are very unique in their way that they express their energy. Reflectors are here to sample what's going on in the environment and then magnify and amplify it back out into the spaces that they're in. So reflectors are constantly like sampling what's going on around them. And then Mm -hmm. they're showing us from that place, like what's happening. So reflectors can make really powerful and potent leaders simply by just being in their energy. You can see what's going on in the space, like what's happening in the environment that you're in and they really can feel like all of the types like one day might wake up and feel like a generator where they can just go one day they might wake up and feel like a projector where they want to like offer that guidance they might wake up and feel like a manifesting generator where they like want to try something new and see how the process goes and so for the reflector it's all about getting really present and letting your energy ebb and flow Reflectors can also be quite sensitive to what's going on because they are constantly like taking in that information. And so really mm-hmm. noticing what's not theirs and being able to come to this grounded place within themselves. Oh, wow. That's intense. And it's interesting to know that so few people have that, but that must be mm-hmm. a hard one for them to identify where they land. I feel mm-hmm. like this, I feel like this and trying to find their place. Yeah. I've been super honored to have a few reflector clients. I feel like I magnetize them in a little bit and I kind of love it because I learned (laughs) so much from them. And they're always like very in tune with the collective and oftentimes they'll know things and then they'll tell me about it. And then the next day they'll be like, you'll never guess what email I just received. It said the exact thing that I told you yesterday. Like they're very in tune. They're very connected and they have really brilliant wisdom to give us. 
That's incredible. So then you also said that there's like 2 billion types. Yes. So then the five start here and then it, tell me where it goes. Tell me more about that. Yes. So there are 2 billion different human design configurations. So when you pull your human design chart, what you're going to see is this body that has shapes and lines and colors. And you're going to be like, what is happening here? <laughs> so this is where all of the different layers come in and where all of the different like 2 billion different configurations come in because yes, we have these energy types and you're more than just one type. So along with your type, you'll have a strategy, which is your way of moving with life with the least amount of resistance. You have your authority, which is how you make decisions with the least amount of resistance. You have your profile, which is kind of like a costume to your purpose. You have all of the shapes. These are your centers, and that's how your energy flows through your body. All of the lines are your innate strengths. So there's all these layers. So even if, let's say, you are a generator and you meet another generator, you two aren't going to be the same or express that generator energy in the same way because you might have a different authority or a different profile or different ways that the energy flows throughout your body. And so it's it's layers. It's layers and layers. And the human design rabbit hole never ends. I'm still <laughs> learning things. <laughs> So there's just layers of information and contrast that goes into it all. And, you know, my biggest tip is if you're stepping into human design is like start one layer at a time, like really get to know your type and then go into the next layer and see how that lands and feels with you and really integrate it into your life as you go. Yeah, That's wonderful. Can you give us a story, like one of your clients about how this has supported them to be able to realize to live with your purpose instead of it being like this outside thing that is something that is integrated. Yeah. So can you talk more about how your clients are able to use this knowledge and information in their work with you to be able to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, it's all about going through that deconditioning process, like noticing how you've been living against your design, how you've been creating friction in your life. And you've been trying to operate in a way that isn't actually your energetic operating system. Honestly, client that comes up is actually a reflector client, learning that she was a reflector and learning that she had such unique energy made so much sense. It was like everything clicked of like, oh, that's why my career path has felt so hard. That's why it felt so hard to find my footing, my place in school, like what I wanted to do in life. Because when we could really come down to the lesson of you're meant to sample, you're meant to be fluid, you're meant to try different things and like, let life be a buffet and you're like tasting through the entire experience. And so giving herself permission to let go of being the one thing and like being so masterful at the one thing and giving herself permission to be fluid in what she was doing, to experiment with different careers and like, see like, okay, let me try this out, see how it feels. Okay. That, that doesn't actually feel so good. Okay. Let me try this and letting that be okay. And not making mm -hmm. that mean that she was quitting or that she hadn't come to completion was such a gift to witness and just such a good expression of what it means to come home. She always wanted to do that. It was letting go of those stories around what it means if you give up on a career, what it means to close a chapter and let herself just be in that space of like, I just want to be present and sample along the way. Yes. Get rid of the voices and start yes. letting yourself start with a fresh slate. Yes. Yes. That's so exciting. And so you mentioned your brother and his design, mm -hmm. which was his design. Was he the manifester? manifester? The, okay, yes. yes, the manifester. 
you mentioned that you lost your brother. Were yeah. you able to find his type before you lost him? Or was just something you realized after that? It was after, and it was actually one of the things that really drew me into human design. Like I felt the nudge, the nudge was, okay, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at my own type, like, great. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to see these things within me. Things started to click within my own design. And then one day I texted my mom and I was like, Hey, what's Kirk's birthday time and location? She sent it over to me and I pulled his chart and it was like seeing all of the gifts that he left Mm. us with. And like this knowing of, oh, he lived his purpose, like every ounce Mm -hmm. and seeing it there, like seeing from him being a manifester and like just doing the things like he did things like he randomly moved off to Spain and he was working at this coffee shop one time and just decided I'm going to close early and just paint the walls for them. He was always just like (laughs) doing these things. So like everything Uh from that and then seeing these contrasts within his strengths, like learning and mastering like science and different studies like that. And he was a physics major, but he also had these strengths in art and creativity and his minor was in photography. And so it was seeing all of these contrasts and ways that he lived and knowing like, oh, he lived all of that up. What a gift. And now Mm -hmm. every time I see someone post a story about him on Facebook or someone share an old photo or video of him, I just, I know he lived his design and I know that's the greatest gift you can leave on this earth. Yeah. That is amazing. And what a great way to be connected to it, to understand, to see it magnify. There's someone you cared about. And to know that they lived their purpose because they were able to do those things in all those ways that were such an example of how they were living that and being that. I like that story. So you have this exciting opportunity that is coming up for you with your clients and the work you do. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I've just opened up the doors to the super special program Rooted and Wild, which actually came alive back in 2018 after I lost my brother. I was like navigating all many different things as Mm -hmm. grief does. It just surfaces up many emotions and memories and feelings and all of the things. And uh, at the time I was living on another one-way ticket at the time I was living in Thailand. And when he passed, I decided to get grounded, get roots, if you will, and Mm -hmm. get a home. And I was navigating all these stories like, I failed. I failed the one-way ticket trip. It wasn't supposed to be like this. You know, one day someone asked me, like, what does home mean to you? And it just came out like home sometimes is rooted and sometimes it's wild. And that's when this program started coming alive because I was like, oh, that's it. You have to know when you're being called to be rooted and when you're being called to live wild and give yourself permission to not make that mean anything and just let yourself live, let yourself live in both rooted ways and wild ways. And so this program came alive um, and I'm very excited in 2022, it is now out into the world. <laughs> that is so, incredible. And those, they take time. Those things yeah. have to grow and get to the place where they can just come to be in that level. I love the title and yeah. I love how much it reflects the way you've lived your life. And to some extent, it sounds like the way your brother lived his life as well, that he had oh, his yeah. moments where he was able to do both of those things also. Yeah. So how could people connect with you and get connected to this? You can find me pretty much anywhere online with my name, Megan Siemens, at Megan Siemens on Instagram. My website's megansiemens.com, so you can find me there. Instagram's my favorite place to hang out, so you can always find me sharing on stories and reels and lots of fun tips and tricks, and you can find info for Rooted and Wild over there as well. Ooh, so you get to follow you on your adventures if you follow yes. on Instagram. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And we will definitely have that in the show notes and make that easy for you guys to awesome. find her as well. And it's 
Siemens with an S at the end too. The other thing that we also talk about on our show is self-care because we care about that. So what are some things that you do to take care of yourself? Mm, I love this question. Self-care is so important. Uh, oh my goodness. Let me give you a list of like a hundred things. No, that works. That works. People need examples because honestly, it's something hard to fit in sometimes. And so a hundred examples is a good thing. <laughs> I love it. So my personal favorite self-care is always going to be getting outside in nature. Like it is incredible what even just stepping outside barefoot, putting my feet in the grass for like 30 seconds can do. That is always going to be my all-time favorite self-care. I would say one of my other favorite self-cares is working with a coach, working with someone who can give me that outside perspective. I always feel good after a good coaching session and knowing like, oh, okay, I can do this. <laughs> yes. I don't think people recognize enough that doing that, like when I talk to my friends about finding a therapist, finding a coach, mm. finding that support, that really is me time that is you taking care of yourself and nurturing yourself to give yourself that space because we all have things to navigate and finding and finding the time to quiet down if you have the discipline to do that on your own that is amazing (laughs) but it's you have that dedicated time each week or once a month or whenever you have that space to sit with somebody and do that reflection and do that adjusting your compass and and having that focus and diving deep that's an amazing thing to be able to make time for. So that's that's yeah. incredible. That's a great one. Awesome. Yeah. Give us give us one more. Give us one more. <laughs> one more. One more. Let's see. I'll say another favorite self-care is following my threads of joy. So sometimes that's going to look like, you know, meditating for a bit. And sometimes that's going to look like going out to get my favorite donut. But whatever that thread of joy is for me in the moment, it's always going to be self-care. I like it. I like joy. We like joy. We like being in the moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that we have, we actually have coloring books that we offer, that we sell. And part of that is for folks to have something they can use to have those little moments of self-care. And we give all of our guests a free coloring book. Yay! <laughs> so since you're traveling internationally, we're going to send you the PDF copy. Love it. And then when you get back stateside, you can always say, Shona, send me the physical copy, and I sure will. So exciting. But would you like the Vintage Mermaid and Magnificent Ocean, or that you got this with funny, inspirational quotes? I'm going to take Vintage Mermaid. Awesome! Well, I am definitely making note of that, <laughs> and we will send that to you, and you'll have to let us know what you think about that. This is so fun. I've never received a gift on a podcast and I feel like I just want to like cue confetti. I remember like when I lived in Boston, I used to do workshops for families and for teachers and for different things. And the first time I did one and they gave me a gift card to Barnes and Noble, it might've been for $10, but the first time they gave me a little thank you like that, I was over the moon. I know they paid my agency. That was my job, mm-hmm. right? And I got paid to go to these things. But the first time I got a little thank you, it was like, oh, <laughs> Thank yous so are the good. best. I love thank yous. And you're not getting paid to be here. So you should at least get a thank you, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, this is so exciting. I literally feel like uh, I, everyone go celebrate someone today because it is the best <laughs> feeling. <laughs> the best feeling. We'll take it. We'll take it. And the big thing we like to do for all of our audience too is to give them something actionable that they can walk away with. And so is there a way that people can find out what their human design is? Is there some little piece of information they can take away from today that they can go implement tomorrow or this afternoon into their lives? Tell us. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can get your human design online for free. You can literally just look up human design chart and you'll find several different places. You can input your birthday, time and location, and you'll see your energy type, like the five types we talked about today. You'll see that in writing. So you won't have to like decipher anything or anything like that. So you can pull that and start to integrate some of the things you heard in this episode today. And also I would encourage you to journal around what in your life feels like friction and what feels like fun. So you're starting to kind of take that inventory of where am I using my energy in the most aligned way and where am I maybe perhaps draining it out? Oh, I love that. All right. So journaling, finding friction, finding fun, getting a little more of that alignment. (laughs) And then it is that simple that once you know the words human design, you can just Google and go find your human design type. You do need to know your birth time. (laughs) So strangely, if you're like me and you don't know that, and I don't have a mom to easily ask, she's no longer with us. So Mm -hmm. hopefully you have someone you could ask who knows easily. I'm going to be impressed if my dad knows. I'm so, I think even once I find it I, on my birth certificate, I was going to be like, dad, do you know what time I was born? He has four kids. So I'm really going to be surprised if he even knows if it's morning or night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, pro- he probably does. And then I'll look silly because I was surprised. And may I offer one more tip for your audience if they don't yes. know the time of birth? Okay, yes. cool. Yes. <laughs> so if you don't know your time of birth and you're like, oh, I can't find it. Like, um, of course, yeah, look, see if you can get your birth certificate. There are public records. Like if you call your hospital, you were born at, so you absolutely can do that. You can also just sit with someone who knows human design and you can input different times of the day and see what lands with you. Because at the end of the day, human design is coming back home to you and you're going to know your way. So I will not be surprised if you were spot on and knew exactly what your type was. But yeah, you can sit with someone who does know human design and they can tell you like, oh, if it's this time, then this changes. If it's this time, then this changes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Those tricky, tricky little lines. <laughs> that was wonderful. So thank you so much, Megan. This has been amazing. Oh. It was delightful to meet you. And I think we've all learned a lot today, which has been wonderful. Thanks for being here, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. For the rest of you, take care of you. You're the only one of you that this world has got. And that means something.